Hello and welcome to the REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borg from Quito. Today we're going to be looking at the many changes underway in the industrial real estate sector as it works to keep pace with ever-increasing demands from the marketplace and consumers. Here to unravel all of that is Steve Weichel, Head of Industry Relations at the MIT Center for Real Estate. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. So how fast has the industrial real estate sector undergone technological change in the last decade? And would you say change in this sector is outpacing that of other property sectors? Oh, those are, those are two good questions. Um, I, I think the industrial sector in the past, I, I think in compared to all product types, has never been a particularly, should I say, maybe uh, I don't want to use the word glamorous, but but it's sort of not been on the radar. I think the attention has always been on multifamily and the class A office. And and so I, what I what we have noticed, what I have noticed is that over the last few years that suddenly uh, the industrial sector is a hot sector. Uh, for a variety of reasons, we can talk about some of them, but it's a, it's where a lot of the action is going on. And uh, so I, I think that is over the, over the last decade, but even more recently, uh, that's kind of a transition that has, has taken place. And has it been outpacing the change? Possibly more recently, possibly uh, again, more activity in the category in the more recent past. So that's probably true. And what role is data analytics and AI playing with regard to supply chains? And what are the ramifications for industrial real estate? Well, that, that's a great question because it's, it's not so much about how we're reconfiguring the structures themselves, although there's a lot of that going on. But so much of this is a response to a better understanding of the needs of the supply chain and the transportation networks uh, globally. And that has a lot to do with data and our ability to to uh, analyze that data. So I think you'll recall when when big data was a thing, it was in the headlines. And I think what is what we've realized is that now it's not we've got plenty of data. So uh, now it's a matter of having more specialized data and having data that's consistent and can communicate uh, with other data sets. And then being able to analyze, once we can streamline that, we're able to analyze what does the data really mean and what does that tell us about the kinds of buildings that we need, the shapes, the sizes, and where, especially where they need to be located in order to make the distribution, the global distribution system more efficient. So following up on that, does new technology mean an end to traditional industrial real estate, allowing for new logistic sites to crop up in places that maybe were off limits before? Well, what we are seeing is certainly what the industry thinks of as industrial real estate or warehouse and distribution real estate has changed and will continue to change. I think it's instructive to look at one end of the extreme might be a million square foot Amazon distribution center. And that would be an example of the latest and the greatest and the most exciting technology and the most efficient and effective operations. But not all, I think not all parts of the economy are going to need that kind of a solution. That might be overkill for certain, certain uses and certain pieces of the economic ecosystem, uh, uh, as it were. So I think we'll still continue to see more traditional forms of industrial and warehouse that will satisfy those particular needs that aren't quite as complex. But we'll begin to see these, these increasingly complex um, mechanized, uh, roboticized, autonomized um, uh, environments for for that are still within this asset class of a warehouse. 
And and so that leads to the second part of your question, which was about um, which is about alternative uses. And I think that's a very interesting area and an area that is starting to unfold. If we are able to use technology to provide distribution more more efficiently, more effectively, and in smaller spaces, which is very often the case, can we now do that in structures and in buildings that we hadn't considered before? Do they have to be special purpose or not? And the answer is maybe not. Um, the, the, the struggle for last mile or last touch distribution, we can't always build a big high-tech warehouse in a dense urban environment or the zoning might not allow for it uh, or the terrain might not allow for it. So can we start doing some of these functions in buildings that were used for other purposes? Could it be uh, former retail space? Could it be even former office space? And I think that's an intriguing application of technology to be able to do micro pop-up distribution in the back end of grocery stores, or in some cases in the front end of grocery stores. We're seeing uh, sometimes retail spaces, some retail spaces are moving away from foot traffic as their business model to more localized distribution. So there is this convergence of uses and the transformation of existing product types in a way that doesn't necessarily look like a warehouse. And what about people? What does innovation mean in terms of the logistics workforce today? Well, this is happening in all areas of real estate, but it's most probably most apparent in warehouse. The importance of labor, there, I often get this question about will we go to these fully mechanized kind of enormous vending machines? And it's possible with robotics and automated systems and autonomous vehicles, whatever vehicles might be needed. And packing and picking is getting increasingly automated. But not everybody, not every use will require that, nor will they be willing to uh, incur the expense for that. So I think the the labor, the, the people that make these things work, their roles may shift. They'll be controlling the systems and the machines and the robots in a way that's a bit different. And And we know that in many cases, there still is a human touch on the packages as they go through the system. At some point, there will remain to be human touch. But I think that those workers having a better understanding of technology, even just as a user, not so much, you know, they don't have to know how it works. They don't have to design it or program it, but that will be increasingly important to understand how the, how the systems work. On the transit and transportation side, there have been great, we actually think that the level five autonomous uh, passenger cars might still be a, a ways off, but imagine if some of the some of the vehicles in the yard could be uh, autonomous. How much more, how much safer that could be, how much more effective and efficient that could be. And we also know that there are these large truck platoons now on uh, on the open highways that will be either partially or fully autonomous. So um, I think the, the human element on the operation side will change. Um, the, the other thing that I think is intriguing, just stepping away from the structures themselves, is the incredible progress on on smart wearables and sensors. I, I think that's also an exciting area with um, and even exoskeletons, which are these kind of uh, partial robotic tools that that um, that the humans are able to use in order to more safely do their jobs. So there's a whole bunch of technology that 
may not be attached to the structure itself. I know we're interested in real estate here uh, because we're real estate people, but there's the there's the all of the surrounding technology that will change the activity that goes on in the buildings and will integrate with the intelligence that's in the buildings themselves. Great. And finally, Steve, can you talk about other trends that you're monitoring at MIT regarding innovation and real estate that are likely to have an impact for the next few years? So I mentioned we, we've talked about data. Data will continue to unfold and we'll get better and better at using data and understanding the data. Also, the as I mentioned, the sensoring technology on the hardware side, the improvements in auto- autonomy and robotics and censoring will continue to get smarter and smarter. I think there are some there's some exciting areas that MIT is looking at, not only at the Center for Real Estate, but elsewhere on campus, taking a look at climate issues. I think better understanding the climate situation, better understanding how to model risk, uh, better understanding in in that context where to build and what to build and how to mitigate risk both for the humans that are using the the buildings as well as protecting the investments, uh, frankly. And so that, of course, would be relevant to uh, members of NARIT uh, because they are owners and operators of real estate. So I think the climate area is quite interesting. Also on the energy, sort of related to climate, but energy was had a, a long conversation prior to this more recent attention on climate, is the breakthroughs in energy. And can we make can we make buildings fully energy self-sufficient? Can we not only decarbonize them, but can we also make them net zero energy? And there will continue to be breakthroughs in that beyond just putting solar panels uh, up, on, up on the roof. There are carbon capture systems in cooling systems that are being experimented with. At, at MIT, there's work being done at, in the nanotechnology group taking a look at can, can we do better surfaces and finishes and, and materials that in fact even generate, could, could we have materials that passively generate energy on their own, for example? And that, and that also is very exciting. So those are, those are some of the areas along with many others that are happening around MIT that will be relevant to the built environment. Great. So lots more to talk about, Steve. Thank you so sure. much for your time. And thank you for having me. It's, it was a pleasure being here. And to our listeners, if you like today's podcast, you can subscribe or leave a review on iTunes, your favorite podcast provider.